This is episode 586 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, How to Be a Gray Man Step-by-Step. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. Today's article comes to us from ModernSurvivalOnline.com. And again, the title of our article is How to Be a Gray Man Step-by-Step. So let's go ahead and jump right in. When the SHTF... Who will be the first targets of the looters, the rioters, and the panicked idiots who didn't prepare? The people who did. When the SHTF, you will most likely be prepared. Now, if you're reading this article, it is likely that you will not be short of the necessities of life when it all goes wrong. So those who haven't got what they need will be looking for you. So you need to hide. So in a bad situation, you definitely need to hide. Obviously, this can be accomplished by bugging out or by simply staying at home, but unless you are entirely self-sufficient, you will eventually need to move through a populated area. So while doing this, you need to be unnoticeable. Now, according to Kevin Reeve of On Point Tactical, there are three types of unnoticeable people. The untouchables. Now, these are homeless people, beggars, people who are part of the fabric of the street, obviously characterized by their clothes, which are raggedy, cheap, probably as warm as possible, and possessions like sleeping bags, etc., but also by the way they perform actions. Next time you see a homeless person, or rather the next time you notice one, watch how they walk, head down, slow, and steady pace, like serious tired hikers. They know they have a long way to go and they can't catch the bus. This, Reeve says, is a great disguise. People often make an active effort to avoid noticing homeless people, but it stops you from going indoors. Then you have invisible men. People who just belong on the streets, delivery men, builders and scaffolders, people who look like they are just meant to be there. As countless YouTube YouTube experimenters have proved, just a high-vis jacket can make you invisible to a lot of simple security measures. People just don't notice them. On the other hand, a high-vis jacket is designed to be noticeable, and this disguise isn't fail-safe. That brings us to the gray man. Most people have never seen a gray man or a woman. They are people who display no noticeable stimuli at all, who don't draw your eye in any way. They walk right past you, and you just don't remember. In almost any situation, this is the perfect disguise to slip through a crowded area, even a riot, unnoticed. So, how to become the gray man? First, recognize the context. The attributes of a gray man depend on context. A 5'6 white man in a plain suit and tie staring at a smartphone is perfectly unnoticeable in an office or boardroom meeting, but will stick out like a sore thumb at a pool party. Think about where you will be and what might be the norm. Then you need to determine a baseline. In gray man theory, the baseline is the standard for the people in the area. Look around, or better yet, plan ahead for where you are going to be and imagine what the people there will look like and act like. 
Don't picture a person you know of who works or lives there because they are an individual and you want not to be an individual or of any kind. Think up average characteristics which will fulfill each of these senses. Sight. How do people there dress? Do they wear makeup? How do they present? Are they smiling or not? Shaking hands or not? Etc. Hearing. How do these people speak? Ideally, you won't speak because you won't interact with anybody, but if you have to, how should you? How do they respond to each other? Unusually friendly, unusually sharp and hostile. And then the smell. Yes, smell. Are these people generally very clean or dirty? Do they wear perfume? Or will their environment give them a specific scent, like mechanics will smell of oil and diesel, and backpackers will smell of sweat and wood smoke, etc., which you should try to imitate. Finally, how will these people act? This is of equal importance, but less use as will be made clear below, to how they will look, sound, and smell. You might need to use props to help you look around or move without being noticeable, and it's good to be prepared with something appropriate. For example, is this place more of a paper newspaper or a news on a smartphone place? How do these people move? With great purpose, striding along or slowly, head down and tired. Build as thorough a picture as possible. Now, your brain registers huge amounts of sensory data every moment. To be useful, though, this has to be filtered and the white noise removed. You have probably experienced the classic example of this, like at a party or a social gathering. Someone mentions your name on the other side of the room. You weren't listening to their conversation, but you register the name because it is significant to you. To be a gray man, you need to be entirely average, just white noise and output nothing significant to Nobody's actually just an average, and you will inevitably have unusual, noticeable features. Start with your body. Height is the biggest one here and can actually be minimized if not directly changed. If you are taller than average, slouch a bit while walking. Have your head down and shoulders slumped. A hood can help with this effect. Do not wear long garments like evening coats and dresses or the same color on your top and bottom half as these make your body continuous and accentuate your height. Horizontal stripes can accentuate your breadth and blur your height. Shorter, looser trousers, even just boot cut rather than skinny jeans, make your legs seem shorter and break up your lines. Now obviously, flatter shoes, ideally which reach a longer way up your leg, will minimize your height. So thin-soled boots are a good idea. You don't only have to use your own presentation, though. Positioning yourself near people taller than you will draw attention away from your height. Now, shorter people should do the opposite. Stand up as straight as possible. Wear continuous or similar colors to keep your body line intact. And tight, tighter trousers to highlight the length of your legs. Vertical stripes will draw the eyes to your height. Heels or thicker-soled shoes will give you more actual height, but be careful not to be too noticeable about it. So men with facial hair, consider carefully whether it will blend in or stick out in the environment you will be in. Large beards tend to be very noticeable, except among older men, but will hide your face, so consider carefully. Women should not, unless very appropriate for the place, appear sexy or attractive if possible. Men will notice you a lot more and you don't want that. Minimize your bust and don't display too much skin. 
Both genders should remove piercings and try to cover up tattoos with clothing or skin mask cream. Finally, minimize the stimuli of your actions. Don't talk to people or engage in any contact unless absolutely necessary. Don't make sudden movements or loud noises. Now, having dealt with your own stimulant, you should resemble as far as possible a tabula rasa or a blank slate human. Now, to this, you should add or change whatever possible to conform to the baseline you have established. Now, be careful. You should not be a perfect example of the sort of person you might meet, but an average. Take the example of a gym. If you appear to be the perfect example of a gym goer, you would be noticeable in the gym because of it. You would be hugely muscular, tall, and good-looking, with perfect skin and flashing eyes, hardly under the radar. But while they were looking at the godlike figure of the perfect gym goer, nobody would notice the average Joe in the corner, average height, average build, lifting average weights as if he's been coming here for a few months. So dress to the baseline of where you will be. In most urban environments, that means bland, neutral colors without logos or complex patterns. Jeans are almost always a good idea, and hoodies and simple jackets are great when appropriate. So move with the herd. The baseline should not only include outward appearance, but what everyone else is doing. If all the other people are moving in one direction, follow them, and make your entry and exit as discreet as possible. Try not to take individual actions which might draw attention even if you see other people doing so. The reason you have seen them is that they have drawn attention to themselves, so don't do it. This is why the way people act is of equal importance but less use when determining a baseline. It can tell you a lot about the people you want to blend in with, but you often actually need to mimic it. If you have to leave the herd, try to do so by following a small group who are all splitting off and in general stay away from the edges of the group if possible. If you must strike out alone, first look around to see if anyone else is doing the same and imitate the way they do it. Mask any individual actions you find you must take. This can be done with loud noises around you or by using a prop like a phone or a newspaper to cover looking around. But don't become the gray man. Of course, when necessary, to appear as a gray man is great and should be done with care. However, you don't truly want to be an average, unprepared person just moving with the herd forever. Making yourself difficult to notice does not mean that you have to jettison all of your preparedness mentality. As a member of the survivalist board put it, quote, a small practical kit for daily carry broken down into categories like comms, medical, light, knife, defense, signaling, etc. is still small enough to not attract attention if the user is smart and thinks ahead in terms of what do I really need versus what might come in handy, end quote. First off, EDC. Let's say you have affected to look like the urban archetypal gray man. If you really think about it, in today's world, this guy's probably a depot worker for somewhere like Amazon or works in a Walmart somewhere, so he's coming home from work with a backpack. It'll be a small, nondescript, unbranded backpack in a neutral color, not an enormous tactical hiking pack or a bob or a bug out bag. But it will certainly be big enough to hold a day's simple food, a spare flashlight, 
first aid kit, radio, and maybe a spare cheap cell phone. Something like this fits the description pretty well. And guys, there's a couple of links here that uh, you can go check out the different flashlights and uh, the examples that they're sharing. Now, conversely, the look of what goes into the pack doesn't really matter much. You probably want to move through the crowded area as quickly as possible, not needing to use any of the gear in your pack. So it's only there for emergency, unforeseen circumstances, or for what you intend to do when you reach your destination. Either way, if something comes up which necessitates your using your first aid kit or weapon or whatever else is in your bag, that situation must be serious enough to take priority over your gray man cover so it ceases to matter if your first aid kit is in a tactical pouch. People will probably have noticed you anyway. For the EDC items themselves, again, you want to match the baseline as far as possible. Most people who carry a flashlight carry a $2 thing they picked up at a truck stop once and don't carry spare batteries. If you want to really blend in, then just go to a truck stop and buy a $2 light. But you could also buy a decent quality light, which looks unobtrusive, and remove any branding from it. Maybe scratch it up a little to fit it in better. So for stuff which you keep in your pockets, choose items which will not bulge and will be the least noticeable when used presuming you keep it in your pockets because you need the most often. Obviously, don't open carry a weapon. If you must carry a weapon, ideally you shouldn't need to as using it will draw a lot of attention to you, then try to find a good way to really conceal it. An excellent concealed holster, a CCW pocket in your pack, or just a very easily pocketed weapon like the Taurus Curve. So, when does being the gray man truly matter? Now? The gray man is not an abstract idea to be kept in reserve until needed. He or she can be useful now. If you are training or preparing for any situation out of the norm, then your neighbors and friends should either be helping or not know about it. So when the SHTF, anybody unprepared, might turn on you, so the gray man can mask any preparations you make. What about the SHTF? In a true survival situation, you want to be noticed as little as possible. Tactical pants and guns are certainly useful, but they aren't very low profile and might get you hurt at the hands of desperate people. Staying at home or hiding away is great, but one day you will have to venture out, so go gray and stay safe. Alright guys, I just want to make one comment here. When we talk about SHTF and we talk about, you know, I don't know, the zombie apocalypse, whatever, I mean, however you want to, uh, you know, describe it, you know, we talk a lot about gray man being the gray man. I don't know how much use, if you really think about it, being the gray man will be in the end of the world as we know it type scenario. Uh, I think there people are going to just be surviving and of course, you want to be careful. I mean, you're going to use some of these characteristics, right? You, If you have a lot of supplies and you're doing really good, you don't want to come across like you're the healthiest person in the world and you know, you're not dirty or anything like that, right? So that area, that aspect of it, I, I completely understand. But when they start talking about blending in with the crowd and, and different things like that, I mean, a lot of people don't live, when I think about like my area of town, if I was walking, there's no crowds here and there wouldn't be any looting or rioting or anything like that, right? So I wouldn't be like breaking away from a crowd or, you know, waiting for a group to break away from a crowd. I mean, I can, I can see where maybe 
pictures where, or at least that we've seen on T- TV when people have been rioting and, and looting and stuff like that. I could possibly see something like that, but not, you know, when we're at the end of the world as we know it and different things like that. So you still want to think about how you're coming across to other people, regardless of where you are. I think one of the best places to start really implementing these tactics is really right now. So you think about it, and, and I know that I've mentioned this before, but, you know, for instance, crime has gone up, right? So if, if a thief is out there looking at people, they're going to be looking for the people that look like they have a lot of money, or they're going to be looking at people that are a little bit more flashy, you know, that that get their attention. If you're just like an every average day person, person you know they might skip on you you know now you don't want to come off looking very weak because then they might target you in that respect but nowadays i think is the time where you kind of like hey i want to be that gray man where people kind of leave me alone i want to be on the outskirts of where where you know people's uh attention and so they can focus on other people i want to get in get out and do what i need to do and so i'm going to be aware of my surroundings but also i'm not going to try to stand out too too much and you know that that might be one of those things maybe when you're going somewhere that you're not very familiar with right maybe you're going to be outside a lot or you're going to be exposed to the public a lot then you do a little bit of research and you know like maybe if you're going downtown or you know you're going to a big area i mean i don't know but you do a little bit of of research and you know figure out you know what does that look like and how can i be as average as possible so i think that's really uh, a way to look at it how can i be as average as possible to where i'm not sticking out one way or the other that when people just kind of look at me they just kind of keep looking right that's really really what you want and so i think right now so you know that can keep you safe and and that's why i'm going to that and talking about this in in that area definitely again you know if we're at the end of the world as we know it like i said and you have a lot of preps and you have a lot of food you know, where people are starting to get hungry and grumpy and, and all that kind of stuff. If you look like you are, you know, you're having really great meals and stuff like that. Well, you want to protect yourself against that. Right. So anyway, this article again comes to us from modern There are links all throughout this article. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can go check it out. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 586. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. Hey, if you are finding benefit and value from the Prepper Website Podcast, I would greatly appreciate that if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, or if you listen to us on any other podcast network, if you would review us there, that's really that would be really great. A great blessing to me. And that really helps when people are looking for the podcast. It gets more eyes really on the podcast. And it also helps people to think about, hey, do I want to invest some time in listening to this podcast or not? And uh, so I would greatly appreciate it if you could do that for us. And then the other thing is if you are not subscribed, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, maybe on the internet, or maybe, you know, you just kind of checking us out on your podcast catcher, then you can also subscribe and you can subscribe to our show uh, from Apple Podcasts or any other podcast catcher. We're on all the big networks. And so that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. 
Hey, and take a moment to connect with me. I have an email list and I try to stay pretty active on that. And I'd love for you to be a part of that. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.